Howdy folks, you're listening to Smarticus Tells History, the podcast where we discuss some of the wacky and crazy stories your friends may have told you. So sit down, have a beer or two, and let's learn a thing or two. Hello, welcome back for another episode. This week we have another ancient and exciting short story. We are sticking with the Roman history theme. This week's topic is Charlemagne. I don't know what you remember from school, but all that I really remember about him is that he was an emperor of Rome, and apparently he did some things to be remembered for. Were they good and chivalrous things, or were they of the more devious variety? Let's find out. So to start, Charlemagne was a Holy Roman Emperor born on April 2nd, 742 AD, and died January 28th, 814 AD. He was known by a few names, most commonly being Charles I or Charles the Great. He was King of the Franks from 768 until his death in 814, King of the Lombard from 774 to 814 as well, and he was also the first emperor of the Romans from 800 to 814. His empire was later known as the Holy Roman Empire. Before we dive into that though, we need to discuss his early life. As mentioned, he was born in what is conventionally believed to be 742, but it is likely 747 or 748. Regardless, his father was Pippin III. No, not Pippin from Lord of the Rings. And he was the mayor of the palace. He was an official serving the Merovingian king, but his status gave him great extensive power within the Frank kingdom. Because of this, as a young lad, Charlemagne received leadership, social, and military training. In 751, his father was able to seize the throne completely from the Merovingian king, Childeric III, due to immense implications of events that had been in favor of the Frankish kingdom. Pippin later forged an alliance with Pope Stephen II in 753 at the royal palace of Pantheon. He committed himself to the protection of Rome, however, in return, he was to receive papal sanction of the right of Pippin's dynasty to the Frankish throne. In 755, Pippin also restrained the Lombard threats upon Rome, where he gave the papacy a large territory which became known as the Papal States. Now, I know so far this has been mostly about Charlemagne's father, but Pippin died in 768. This is where Charlemagne truly began his journey, though much was set up for him by his father. When Pippin died, his assets were divided, according to Frankish custom between Charlemagne and his brother, Carloman. Well, as history has shown us, this usually causes problems and jealousy. The two brothers were at each other's throats, causing a threatened unity in the Frankish kingdom. Trying to get an edge over his brother, Charlemagne forged his own alliance with the king of Lombards, Desiderius. He accepted his wife, the daughter of the king, to maintain the agreement of the papacy that was established between the Lombards and Pippin. However, it was the death of Carloman in 771 that completely ended the problem. Charlemagne did, however, completely disregard his brother's heirs and took complete control of the Frankish kingdom. Now, the king of Franks, Charlemagne was in charge of a kingdom that, due to his predecessor's conquests, was very diverse. By Frankish tradition, he was expected to lead his followers to war and expand the Frankish territories, rewarding those who showed him allegiance. The most distinguishing part of his reign, however, was his effort to honor the traditions of his kingdom, while also creatively responding to the society. He was the ideal warrior that had an impressionable presence of energy and personal courage. He loved being active during his military campaigning, hunting, swimming, whatever he could do. But he enjoyed his time in court as much as out. He often gave generous gifts, large banquets, and made lots of friends. However, he often thought of his very large family. He had five wives, 
several concubines, and as many as 18 children, whom he watched carefully of their interests. For the first three decades of Charlemagne's reign, he mostly did military campaigns. He needed to defend his kingdom by both internal and external forces, but he also had the desire to conquest and saw opportunities across the lands that he couldn't pass on. His abilities to fight and lead his men into victorious battles eventually earned him the name Warrior King. His longest campaign lasted over 30 years. The Saxons had long been a problem for the Franks, and it was always a continuous issue. They fought often and eventually led to the annexation of a large block of territory between the Rhine and Elbe rivers, which was constantly under siege with pillaging, broken trusses, hostage-taking, mass killings, and the demand of compliance for Christianity. The Frisians, who were also Saxon allies in the North Sea, east of the Rhine River, were also forced into submission. While this was going on, he took on other campaigns as well. An ambitious man for sure. In 771, when he became the only king, he refused the Lombard wife he had acquired and her father. He went to Pope Adrian for protection by leading an expedition to Italy, where he ended up taking the Lombard crown and the annexation of the northern parts of Italy. In order for the Lombard kingdom to be fully integrated into the Frank realm, several other campaigns were required. While he was campaigning, he was concerned about defending the southern Gaul from Muslim attacks and had promises of help from local Muslim leaders in northern Spain who sought to escape the authority of the Umayyad ruler of Cordoba. So, Charlemagne invaded Spain in 778. It was a disastrous defeat, and the Franks had to retreat. Charlemagne wanted to make the frontier in Spain more secure. Thus, in 781, he created the sub-kingdom of Aquitaine with his son Louis as king. From there, the Frank forces conducted continual campaigns in Spain and eventually took control of the Spanish march. The victories that Charlemagne had in his first 30 years are exactly what led to his eventual coronation as the Roman Emperor. As the years continued to pass, some of the king's chief political, religious, and cultural advisors became convinced that a new community was taking shape under the aegis of the king and the Frankish people. With close ties of the church and pope, they spoke of community as the Imperium Christianium. This Imperium comprised of all those who adhered to the faith proclaimed by the Roman Church. You see, Charlemagne was a great defender of the Christian faith. He gave money and land to the Christian Church and protected the popes much like his father. As a way to reinforce Charlemagne's relationship with the Church and acknowledge his power, Pope Leo III crowned Charlemagne Emperor of the Romans on December 25, 800 at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Now emperor, Charlemagne proved to be a very talented diplomat and able to control his vast lands. He was a man of education who sought to ensure it was promoted regularly and instituted economic and religious reforms. He also drove the Carlinian minuscule, which was a form of writing that later became basis for modern European printed alphabets. Charlemagne also rarely stayed in one place for very long. He was always on the move, living in a number of different cities and palaces, but he spent the most time in Aachen. His palace there included a school where he recruited some of the best teachers around. Charlemagne was supposedly in good health for the majority of his life. This is likely due to his enjoyment of staying active. However, this all changed the last four years of his life. He started to suffer from frequent fevers and eventually acquired a limp. While this was going on, he continued to follow his own counsel as he always had despite what doctors, whom he hated dearly, told him. He probably hated them because they told him to only eat boiled meat instead of roasted meat, 
which he loved very much. In 813, Charlemagne crowned his son Louis, king of Aquitaine, as co-emperor. In January of 814, Louis became the sole emperor when Charlemagne died, ending his reign of over four decades. When he died, his empire was made up of the majority of Western Europe. Charlemagne was buried at the cathedral in Aachen. Over time, his empire was divided up among his heirs, and by the late 800s, it had dissolved completely. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and if you have heard any wacky and crazy stories that you want told here, you can go to our Facebook page at Smarticus Tales History and leave a comment. Now, with that being said, I'll see you next time, and you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, and awesome day. Bye now.